Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. And I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. They do it different in the South. Nice to be here. A slightly different place. Um, been an interesting three or four days. Um, kind of re replotting what we'll do in America. Interesting times ahead. Let's see how it, uh, it all shakes out, but good to be here. And the sports world just cracks on, huh? You know, it's interesting. If you're in America, they only care about their, their sports here, which is awesome. I mean, they, they built something great. I'm not, um, I'm not on the anti-American train. I know it's very cool to, to be anti-American. I'm not. I love NBA. Um, I love college sport. It's March Madness. Uh, my favorite time of the year. See if we can get involved in some of that. Some of, one of my favorite things in sport is March Madness college basketball. I absolutely love it. So they're moving into that. But the coordination and the juggernaut size of everything that happens in America... I mean, it's so well put together. Like, now March Madness will happen. They've constructed it so that it's not in the busiest time of the NBA. The NBA, by that sort of by now, I mean, it's kind of decided which teams are are good. So now they're just filling out the the obligations, really, for the rest of late March, April. You're playing sort of sandbag basketball to sort of get through it. America does it right in that sense. And I believe in systems. And it's clear. Everybody's thought about it. You don't want to compete with the NFL. And you don't want to compete with college uh, football. That's it. You do not want to compete with those two. Do your thing. So they got college basketball going on now. Listen, Major League Baseball, they got major problems is what they got. Major League Baseball has major problems, as they say, around Atlanta. They've got serious problems. Um, although, as you look a little deeper into it, April isn't a great month anyway. Uh, billionaires, I've always said it, they only care about the bottom line. April's not a good bottom line month for owners. They don't really care. This means this is meaningless for the Major League Baseball owners. So they'll take this month off. Listen, it's still cold in parts of America. In Atlanta right now, it's 26 degrees Celsius. So it's nice and warm, summer's day. But largely, America, middle middle America is still freezing. It's snowing, which inevitably means people aren't going to go, right? And if you're from around the world, like I always say to people, one of the reasons I love living in South Africa um, is the stable weather. The weather is so temperate. Right, it doesn't get. I mean, it gets cold unless you live in like Bloemfontein or 
the Drakensberg or the Karua, right? But if you live in Johannesburg in Cape Town, it gets a little bit miserable for about a month and a half of the year. Of the year. And probably the worst winter if you want to live in a city is in Cape Town. Because it gets a little drizzly, right, in the winter. And it's a little bit nippy. So it's slightly nippy. Like it's not... So in South Africa, that is one thing I, I must tell you I'm super grateful for. It doesn't get to minus 15. Ultimately, the Major League Baseball owners, they know this. Like people want the sun. They want to go outside. So they'll, they're will they happy to kind of let this run down, save themselves however many tens uh, of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars they'll save uh, not having games now. And then come April, spring, people come outside, sun's out, guns out. And, and then it becomes profitable for them. People say, why don't you just move it? There's a there's a monster called the NFL that they do not want to be competing with come their playoff time. So that's why they don't move it. And also the weather, you you cannot in some parts of America be playing baseball in, what, December? Are you kidding me? Football, different story. Baseball, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't want to be playing baseball in Cleveland in December. That is not what you want to be doing. So... Again, the NFL, they will not negotiate with anybody. We are doing what we're doing when we do it. The rest of you will fit around us. And it's a magnificent, it, it really is, it's a bit of a dance. You you watch everybody trying to finagle their way on the calendar and trying to win the calendar. Um, but listen, everybody knows, it's having a look at the schedule yesterday, end of April, NFL draft. Uh, they've got the combine going on right now. Already you're getting NFL fever. Listen, the sports talk shows are just talking about Aaron Rodgers here. The NFL is a phenomenal, phenomenal machine. The equivalent of, globally, I would say only second to the English Premier League, right? And the Premier League don't even do it, in my opinion, in terms of the business side of things. And and really impressing themselves on the consumer, like the NFL do. It's it's quite incredible. It's deliberate. It's everywhere. And they're an absolute juggernaut. So a shout out to them. Real treat being in America. And especially as a business owner, it's my job to kind of look at this stuff, right? Is This is this is my life. Now, to some people, they might go, oh, that's very sad. You should, I, d- I don't know what people do. I, d- I don't know what you're up to. You know, like I'm not a brainy person. I'm not a very like intellectual person. You know what I mean? So I'm not like, like I've got very simple relationships. So I really don't know what people do if they don't watch sport. But I guess people with culture and maybe people that are born into hoity-toity families with all the money in the world are going to plays and looking at art and all of that stuff. Not something that's ever been a part of my life. I'm just a meathead. Never really, you know, Never really been into that. Come from a working class family. So sport, big part of my life. It's the only thing I know, really. Not really into anything else. So I love it. I love this. Uh, I love to see how these juggernauts operate. And America is just that. It is a juggernaut. It is a juggernaut. And the thing to look out for, if you're not into it yet, uh, March Madness, it is around the corner. And boy, oh boy. So we we got all the championships um, happening this coming week. Big 12 will happen, uh, Big 10. So uh, those tournaments will happen this week. And then Selection Sunday, 
uh, will be on the 13th, and then the madness begins in March. That is going to be awesome. Look out for all the Cinderella stories. We will do our best to be the home of March Madness. You can jo- join us on TikTok, uh, working on some uh, on some watch-along style kind of content, see if we can get that going uh, while we're here in the States. And hopefully we can get something going. But we'll, we'll announce something uh, should that come to be. That is the move right now. Uh, maybe you shouldn't let people look behind the curtain, but I figure, hey, you know, a, a lot of our listenership is still in Africa, so those at home wondering what's happening, are you moving and grooving? Um, we are trying to bring back to the continent some of the American content. Um, but it's, it's been really, really good for, for my business to be here and uh, to see how things work because I think if you want to grow in this world, um, just a little podcast within a podcast, you need to understand the American consumption method. And it's really interesting. You know, it's nice to watch things on the go here and not get them secondhand. Not just in my world, just across the board. So very, very cool to be here. Um, it is a Friday where we are to the 4th of March. Very, very nice uh, to be here. What am I going to talk about? I'm not going to do a Friday Five today. What I will do is speak about an interesting topic, right? Roman Abramovich, obviously, Zim Zalabim, he is out. I've spoken about that. Um, but Jamie Carragher said something really interesting this week. And it led me to to have a few thoughts on that. And then, of course, um, my favorite cricketer of all time, and I believe the greatest cricketer of all time, Shane Warne, has passed. I'll give you my thoughts on that situation and everything around that. So I woke up in America this morning. Um, it was in one of our groups uh, with the guys, and they said, Shane Warne's dead. I said, you've got to be kidding me. So that that's tough. That's tough for me. I am a huge, huge Shane Warne fan. My favorite cricketer of all time by a country mouse. Not even close. Absolutely love Shane Keith Warne. And he's passed. I'll give you my thoughts on him, how he impacted my life and how he impacted cricket. And forevermore. Forevermore. Shane Keith Warne. All right. Remember, you can watch, um, if you if you aren't already on this movement, you can watch the Know Your Power podcast. Go to the mktshow.com. Uh, it's myself, it's Siabelo Sinatra and a few of his friends. If you haven't watched it yet, um, we got, uh, one with Murray Ingram, right? Um, those, that was one of the first couple of episodes. Then we've got Patty Upton as well. And if you haven't had a look, we've got Flip Van Amava, one of our, one of, a friend of the show. So go and have a look. You can consume that on YouTube if you want to see the uh, video versions. Otherwise, you can just listen to the podcast. It is available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Know Your Power podcast, uh, myself in collaboration with Amarok, uh, Siabo Lissanatla, and all of his friends. Um, go and, go and have a listen there because I, I think the Paddy Upton one, Paddy has such good things to say. And he says one of my favorite things from that episode. And if you've got a young, a really talent or, or, or young people in general, but a, a really young, talented man or woman in your, in your household, girl or boy, Paddy Upton, one of the lines of the podcast for me. And I mean, this is a guy who's worked with Sachin Tenduka, Raul Dravid, uh, Siabelo Sinatla, you know, all of these great ones, Gary Kirsten. And he says, talent's not an achievement. Talent is not an achievement. I'll leave you with that line. Go and listen to Paddy Upton on the Know Your Power podcast. You can watch it on YouTube, the MKT show. Um, oh, and by the way, I still need to give away a thousand rand. I still need to give away a thousand rand. Problem is, 
in America, it's been tricky to nail down studio because our travel schedule here has been brutal. So we haven't really been able to nail down a studio setup. We will be settled, though, uh, certainly um, for the month of March. And I, look, it is a moving situation. It's 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 tougher than it sounds. It's tougher than it sounds. And uh, excuses are only so interesting. I guess people are saying, when the hell are you getting visual again? And we do need to do that. So uh, working hard on that. And we will be back as soon as possible. Um, and, and then we'll give away the thousand rand because I, I want it to be a thing as well. I don't want it to, to just like, okay, you know, I'll just send you a text. I want it to be a thing because I really appreciate everybody who supported us and continues to support the podcast, by the way. So the podcast is still available. Um, it is available Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts, or wherever you may get your podcast, Google Podcasts. Um, some people who, who don't actually enjoy their lives are probably using Apple Podcasts. Probably the worst platform on on planet Earth. The user experience on Apple Podcast belongs in the toilet. But if you're using that, you can get the MKT show. By the way, give us a rating. If also, if you hate the show, just comment. Yeah, wherever you listen, give it a comment. On Spotify, you can give a rating now. By the way, stars. Quite easy. Obviously, you're going to give us a five star rating. Go and do that for the Know Your Power podcast as well, please. While you're there, boom, boom, boom. Know Your Power podcast. Five stars, Siavela Sanatla can sidestep everybody. All right, let's get into it. Um, Jamie Carragher said a really interesting thing about no matter what Manchester City and Chelsea do, Liverpool and Manchester United will always be the greatest teams in England. Always, always. That, that, that's Jamie Carragher saying that Liverpool... I, is Jamie Carragher a Liverpool legend? Because I don't want to get caught up in he's from Liverpool... So it makes him a legend. Steven Gerrard isn't a legend just because he's from Liverpool. Steven Gerrard's a legend because he's one of the best players in modern football history. I, I don't know about greatest of all time, but certainly in modern football history and in Premier League history. In his era, Steven Gerrard was in the top five at all times in his position. And I'm not just saying this as a salty fan, but I don't know if Jamie Carragher was ever in the top five centre-backs in the Premier League at any stage in his career. So I, I I don't know. I'm not a Liverpool fan. And, you know, sometimes if you're a mother uh, or a father, you, you know, you view your own kids differently to other kids. You know, their mistakes, their achievements are exaggerated. So I don't know if Jamie Carragher is a Liverpool legend, objectively speaking, because if he's a legend, how do you distinguish him from Kenny Dalglish and Steven Gerrard and all these other guys? And I think Mo Salah... Sadio Mane, what does it take to be a Liverpool legend? I don't know. I don't listen. That's somebody else's problem. I'm not a Liverpool fan. Good luck to them. So I'd say former Liverpool defender Jamie Carragher said, no matter what Man City and Chelsea do, Liverpool and Man United will always be the greatest clubs in England. And I thought to myself, wow, that's awesome. Now, Jamie Carragher seems like a smart guy because you don't get to that level of achievement across the board. He's transitioned from football to pundit to opinionista brilliantly, right? And that takes it, it takes guts because being he's not the most articulate guy, but he's he knows how to do it, right? He knows how the game works, especially in that sort of corporate Sky, Sky Sports world. He's brilliant. He's made for that. He's built for that. Uh, hugely opinionated. Um, Liverpool are hugely parochial 
And the UK, I mean, with Brexit, very parochial. So he fits the narrative perfectly. He sounds he, Steve, like Stephen Gerrard, you know. So I think the Brits love that, especially with Brexit fever currently higher than ever. He sounds British, unmistakably, uh, like unmistakably Liverpudlian, right? Which is very, very sort of working class. So currently the fever is Brexit and Jamie Harachar. He doesn't sound like, uh, you know, this international hoity-toity Londoner who I don't think people are are enjoying. Sort of that Piers Morgan citizen of the world hoity-toity. I think that that's, I I think that's being squeezed out onto like hoity-toity channels. Jamie Harger, I think, connects with more Brits, real Brits, um, than anything else. But he said, no matter what Chelsea and Man City do, right, Man United and Liverpool will be the biggest clubs. I thought, wow, what an incredible thing. Even if you don't believe it, right, even if it's just like his feelings, I was like, what an incredible thing for a... For an adult who's who's more successful, he's in the one percentile of people's success in the history of mankind. Less than one percent of human beings will ever get into a football academy, and even less than that, I think it's zero point zero four percent. The last time I read, will ever play in the Premier League of people from an academy. That's zero point zero four percent. He's in that, so he's elite. He's made more money than. He's in the one percentile in terms of income in the history of humans, homo sapiens walking on this planet. I thought, wowee, does he really think that or is he just playing the game? And if he's playing the game, that's fine. That's his job. His job is to be a prognosticator and an instigator. That is his job. That's his role. uh, And that's what he does brilliantly. But there's such a great line. As I heard, as I read that, I thought, you know, Margaret Thatcher, no matter what you think of her, once said, Europe was created by history. America was created by philosophy. And and I thought this is such a clear proof of that. That beautiful belief that falling in love with the past, Jamie Carragher, is that the past will always be as it is. And ultimately, it's why America took over Britain, right? It's why America took... There, there, there's, I mean, if you're playing the capitalism game, you want to be in America now. But there is no king and queen there is no, relatively speaking, uh, there's economic um, sort of barriers, but there's no classism per se. And that's why they left. Uh, that's why people left uh, for America back in the day. But an incredible thing to say about Jamie Carragher, right? Liverpool and Man United in England, no matter what City or Chelsea do, no matter what. And you think to yourself, wow, the hypocrisy of that, the fact that he's saying Man United is interesting. Because really, if he believed that, what he should say is Liverpool and Everton or Arsenal. Because Man United's success is quite recent, actually. Like if you just calm down and don't live on Twitter. Man United, looking at the scale of time, you think of the Premier League, 92, 93, that's not that long ago. So, really, Man United are the Chelsea or Man City of England. If you really take your emotions out of it. It was, it was Sir Alex Ferguson who turned Man United into what they are. Listen, they were decent back in the day. But you must remember, Fergie won 13 titles. 
13. Which means they were on seven, which is only one more than Chelsea are on now when Fergie came. That's 1986. That's when I was born. Which is not that long ago. 35 years is not that long ago. So what's interesting is that he's saying, okay, it's fine for Fergie over the last 35 years to have done it. All right? But nobody else can do that. And it's a very, very, isn't it like super, ironically, he's from Liverpool working class. You'd think he'd be all for social mobility. Not Jamie Carragher. It's it's such an interesting thing to say. But listen, it happens to all of us, right? The past is a trap and a gift. The past is a trap and a gift. Because if we were outstanding in high school, and people like me fall into this all the time, I mean, I was a good athlete in, in high school and after that, and we just live in those days, you live in when you were 18, 19, first team at whatever boys' school, rugby, cricket, college here in America. If you live in that, it's cool when you're 19, 21, 25. Nobody wants to hear it at 35, pal, at 40. Yes, you get together with the boys, you reminisce. We, we all love a bit of that. But nobody cares. No lady wants to marry you because you were the quarterback 15 years ago. You were the the fly half 15 years ago. Nobody cares. So the past is a gift because you can learn from it. You can learn from the past. My father used to say, always, only idiots learn from their own mistakes. Couldn't agree with him more. So the past can be a gift and a trap. If you stay in the past and you can only see yourself as the best version of yourself 15 years ago, 16 years ago, you become Liverpool Football Club. Right? You become Liverpool Football Club. Because Liverpool's romance is what trapped them and stopped them from winning a title for 30 years. You know, Jurgen Klopp has won one title and Liverpool fans are making it sound like they're Man City or Man United recently. It's one title in 30 years. Listen... For Jamie Carragher's um, sort of edification, and for anybody who's got this sort of historical um, idea that history will never change, the reality will never change, right? What Jamie Carragher must also be honest about is that it took an Australian to come and build Sky and the English Premier League, right? After the disaster of his own football club at Hazel Football Stadium. Remember that. I mean, we don't need to talk about it. If you don't know about it, go and Google it. This idea that how you see yourself is how it will always be in life is nonsense. You need feedback. It took an Australian, Rupert Murdoch, to bring his billions and say, what are you people doing? This hooliganism needs to stop. Madness. They sophisticated it now. What people think of it, okay, that's fine. Jamie Carragher can't be a hypocrite. He can't have it both ways. He became a multi-millionaire because of Rupert Murdoch. So he can't be a hypocrite because he continues to work for Sky and others that Rupert Murdoch funds. Netflix is American. Again, this parochial idea that just because you're local and people feel a certain way about you, we have to be loyal to you. That was interesting in 1988, maybe. Not now. 
Can't lie to us now. What's weird is Jamie Carragher works on CBS. So why doesn't his philosophy hold that no matter what happens, the BBC will be the best? Because he's not a moron. So it's a little hypocritical for him to say it about the football clubs. And what, what's it, like my final point on the football side is this. All right. It took a Scotsman to come and dominate England, both, right, both for Liverpool and for England and for Man United, excuse me. It took a Scotsman to uh, take Liverpool to their glories in the 80s and 90s. And then it took another Scotsman in the 80s, 90s and noughties to change the face of British football forevermore in the great Sir Alex Ferguson. 31, 13 titles. That's now. He only left in 2013. With the, that was his last one. That took them to 20 and knocked Liverpool off their perch. So it's interesting that he, Jamie Carragher, forgot to say, no matter what happens, Liverpool... Arsenal and Everton will be the best teams and Nottingham Forest will be the best teams regardless of what Manchester United do. Super interesting. And I think we all know where it's coming from. It's tough to say because you can't really, you know, nobody wants to say it because he is a bit of a legend. And I do like Jamie Carragher, by the way, but there's an obviously a geopolitical situation going on. He's had his say. But the anti-Roman, anti-Emirati narrative is so clear like I see what he's saying and it's weird it is it is strange it's very strange that a, a global citizen like Jamie Carragher would take this approach and again unless he's just being an instigator it's such a weird thing for a successful pe- person to say because it's clear that Chelsea and Man City are the kings of England and have been for two decades now so it's not like just short now you know 21 trophies, Roman Abramovich won. So I don't know how you measure success. And is it a romance thing? Like it's more English if you support Liverpool. They're more English clubs. So the anti-Roman Abramovich, anti-Emirati narrative. Because it's Brexit FC right now, right? I, and, I, and I get it. I get it. Like I, I, I totally understand it. I'm not angry at British people. They, they, they must exercise their rights. In every democratic country... You've got to exercise your right. But you can't be as hypocritical. And Jamie Carragher is being a full-on hypocrite here if you look a little bit behind the curtain. Because it does matter. Because he knows... Why doesn't he work at the BBC if he believes this? Because he knows the money from Australian-led Sky Sports. American-led. He's on CBS, by the way. Which is awesome. Him, Thierry Henry, Micah Richards. They're all brilliant. I've got no problem with Jamie Carragher. I'm able to separate my personal feelings from the artist. He's brilliant at what he does. What he is is a hypocrite, though. Because the past can change. And when you fall in love with yourself, people move past you. Right? Amazon is now worth $1.7 trillion. In 2001, they were worth $20 billion. They are now worth $1.7 trillion. Nobody can live with Jeff Bezos right now. And, and imagine someone in America at Target or whoever said, we don't care what Jeff Bezos does. Target will always be the biggest retailer in America. Imagine they thought like that. 
Folks, dynasties are very, very rare. Very, very rare. But I'll tell you, it also kind of tells me why Jamie Carragher never quite got there. If, if this is what he genuinely thinks, he never quite got there. Right? Which is why I question, is he is he a Liverpool legend even? Because he's certainly not a Premier League legend. Let's not be ridiculous. This turns over years. But he never quite got there because I think people like that who fall in love with what they've already achieved tend to stay there, right? Tend to be mediocre. And he was good, but he wasn't. He wasn't top five, top six in England, by the way. For And, and I mean, by English standards, he couldn't even get in the squad for, for England. Eventually he retired early because Campbell, Terry, Adams, all of those great ones got in ahead of him. And even at Liverpool, never really won anything. This kind of thinking of thinking the past will always be what it is. The world is changing so fast now. There's tremendous complexity and accelerated change. And if Jamie Carragher really believes what he's saying, it is hilarious FC for me. The truth is this, right? Everybody, there's no need to panic about things changing. Because the only constant in in life is change. And your life will be determined by how you deal with change. Constant change, accelerated change, by the way. That's the world we live in. That is the world we live in. And Jamie Carragher is in la-la land if he thinks Man United and Liverpool will continue to be the biggest clubs in England. If if Liverpool and um, Man United continue the way they've continued now for another 20 years, they will be Aston Villa. We, we don't know which way Chelsea's going to go. Probably Chelsea's going to fade off. But I don't see Man City going anywhere for the next 15 years. And be honest, Liverpool are way behind Man City. Like, way behind. Even if they win the title this year. City are built for the next six, seven, eight, nine years. They've been doing it for two decades now. They don't care who the manager is. They are so well run. And City got the money into the club Right and set up this structure before financial fair play came along. So the money's already there. The foundation's too strong. I don't know if Liverpool can catch up. John W. Henry got here too late. The rules were already established. It's a money game now. People like Jamie Carragher, that mentality is so outdated because Chelsea and Man City are kings. The top shelf players want to go to Man City now. They want to go to Chelsea now. To be honest... Mo Salah was a bit of a stab in the dark Sadio Mane from Southampton I don't see a Kai Havertz going to Liverpool Virgil van Dijk was from Southampton Fair enough, great recruiting, great scouting But I don't see Christian Pulisic going to Liverpool And listen, the guys will tell you who the big clubs are players And old people always go Oh, you should go to Real Madrid or Manchester United Hmm. I look at Man United's pickings now Jaden Sancho, he's second, third tier. And we got some character problems there. I've had my concerns about him. Christian Pulisic, Kai Havertz, right? Kevin De Bruyne, where are these blockbuster names going now? Right? Ruben Diaz. They're going to Man City and Chelsea. The players will tell you. Right? Even Liverpool, I like great coaching. They've got a great system, but I don't see the blockbuster guys going to Liverpool now because the world's changed. They're going to PSG now. That's where the world is. And if Jamie Carragher is deluding himself by thinking just because the romance of Brexit FC 
Liverpool and Man United because for whatever reason he thinks they represent everything honourable about Britain, even though they're owned by Americans. And that creates a whole new narrative, whether he's saying he'd rather have American owners than Russians and Emiratis. That's a whole different conversation as well. But I don't want to accuse Jamie Carragher of that. What I will say is it's a ridiculous statement, if he believes it. If he's just trolling, then it's weak because he doesn't have to. He already does a great job. So those are my thoughts. I mean, Man City, Chelsea, clearly the kings of England over the last two decades. And it's not close. It's not close. It's not even close. Love to know your thoughts. I'm at MKT Inspires on social media, on the socials. Otherwise, you can find us at the MKT Show, wherever you get uh, your social media. The MKT Show or at MKT Inspires. Love to know what you think. Is Jamie Carragher right? Maybe Liverpool and Man United are the gold standard and that's never going to change. Weird way of thinking, though, because, hey, everybody told me taxis are going to live forever. Uber is less than 20 years old. Here they are. Here they are. All right? Yeah, it's the way it is. People told me, you know, you know, Kodak would last forever. Nokia would last forever. Well, here we are. They all laughed at Steve Jobs. But a camera and a cell phone, what is he doing? Where are we now? But the kind of thinking Jamie Carragher is displaying is mental. And police, if you have young people around you, do not get them to listen to that tosh. We, are, we live in a world of accelerated change. What worked last year doesn't work now. It doesn't apply now. Look and, and look where the blockbuster players are going. They're not going to Liverpool. They're not going to Man United. I'm sorry. They're not. That is not where they are headed. They'll come from Southampton. They will not. Listen, Kai Havertz had options to go everywhere. You don't think Kevin De Bruyne had every option? Every option. Man United and Liverpool were probably in for Kevin De Bruyne, be honest. He said, no chance. I've seen that mess. One title in 30 years. Man United are moving into... It'll be 10 years next year without a title. And they won't win the title next year again. It's a decade. They're moving into Arsenal territory. So, you tell me. You tell me. You can live... You, you know, the great saying is some people are busy making history. Some people some people are busy talking about history, right? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? And listen, Jamie Carrick is a Liverpool fan as well. Maybe he's in his fields, as the young kids say. All right, let's finish off on this... Um, the great Shane Keith Warren passed today. Um, before I get into all of that, though, you know what's sad is that Twitter has diluted the greatest of all time kind of as a tag. It, it, it's meaningless to me now. Whenever I hear, hey, he's the goat, she's the goat, like, okay, are they? Like, I can't hear this every day. The greatest of all time. There can only be one of those. I can't hear Kylian Mbappe is the goat and Thierry Henry is the goat and Maradona is the goat and Pele is the goat. There can only be one goat. So that term to me is meaningless now. Like, I'll decide. I'll decide who the greatest is. I know sport. Don't need to hear from Twitter. Twitter's great, by the way. Not on this subject. Everyone's the goat in the age of 
I'm I'm watching highlights every twelve seconds of Erling Haaland. He's already the goat. But Shane Warne is actually the greatest of all time. As in, since human beings, right, were alive, invented cricket, nobody has been as good a bowler as him. And there's a few facets to that. Right, he's the best ever. Ever since human beings invented cricket. And whenever this happens, right, it's why people are so sad when Steve Jobs died. Like as much as as much as I want to say people should be sad if I died, hopefully I don't for a while. I'd like to probably hang around for another fifty years or so. But people should be more sad that Larry King died than I died. You know why? He's the greatest of all time. As an interlocutor, we, we won't see another Larry King. He's given to mankind, right? Far more than I have at this stage. I'd like to get to that level at some stage. It's possible. I'd certainly like to aim that high, and I do. But you should be more sad, right, when Marlon Brando dies than me. Like, I, this is not fake humble either. I'm like, I'm not a romantic. Life is what it is. Some people do more for us. They move us. They make us feel. Very few people make us feel good. Very few. Very few people entertain us. Very few people can move your soul. And when they're the greatest of all time, and, and human beings, I think we still struggle with it, right? That's why we still mourn. Forever's a long time. When Actually, the neuroscience is clear. We're only really programmed for about 80 years um, of thinking. Forever is a long, long time. Shane Warne's the greatest both now and forever. You'll never see another Shane Warne. Three World Cups, 708 test wickets. And a kingpin in all of that, by the way. I don't really want to get, delve into the stats because that kind of dilutes it. But if you're English, you have suffered the horror. If you're South African, the horror. Sri Lankan, the horror. Pakistani, the horror. Indian, I mean, Australia went and won 1-0 in India. Doesn't happen. On his back. But then you, you get into it and you think to yourself, you know what? He's the greatest leg spinner of all time, which... For a fact, right, doesn't matter what you think, opening batting is second as the hardest craft in cricket. Because there's a lot more, and that's statistical, right? There's a lot more successful opening batsmen, right, with an average of 45 or above, than leg spinners who have been successful. And Anil Kumble, right, was a, a wrist spinner and wasn't really leg break. He was more medium fast who would turn it a little bit. Shane Warne is the only legendary finger spinner, right? Leg break finger spinner in the history of the game. It's the hardest, it's the hardest form, right? It is the hardest thing to do in cricket is to bowl leg spin. And he's the best at that and 708 wickets only behind Muta Murladurn. And the reason he's better than Muta is that he won more. And it's harder to be a legend in better teams, by the way. When you have legends around you, right, your level of performance has to be at legendary status or they move on. Steve Waugh got his own, listen, he replaced his own brother. If you want to be a legend, right, you will be a part of winning like Australia did. There's no time for slacking. That era of Australian cricket was, they dropped Matthew Hayden. 
They dropped Matthew Hayden, Mark Wall. That era wasn't for mucking about. They said to those two, listen, go, go gather yourself and you can come back when you want to win. Shane Warren is the greatest bowler and the greatest team of all time in the toughest art in the history of cricket. Only legendary leg spinner. Listen, I like Richie Bono and I like, uh, uh, Saklain Mushtaq. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mushtaq Ahmed. I like all those guys. They're not legendary. 708 wickets in the toughest. Listen, leg spin. Tell me another. Stewie McGill was up and down, right? Hot and cold. He could rip it more than Warney, but Warney was so accurate considering leg spin is impossible to be accurate. That's the problem with leg spin is they give away too many runs. And what makes Warren incredible is he lived like a pub cricketer and delivered at the highest level. Because he had the spare tyre, right? Bit of a fatty. But mentally unbreakable, you can ask Daryl Cullinan. If you know, you know. If you're English, you know you crumbled at the ashes. He's got a 19 bowling average against you, 145 sticks. We'll never in our time see another Shane Warne. In our time. There, there may be a leg break bowler who may come after us. Test cricket is dwindling anyway. I don't know if it'll make a recovery. Life works in cycles. Maybe people will get sick of T20 cricket and test cricket will come up again. But Shane Keith Warne is the greatest bowler of all time. Toughest craft of all time. is to be a finger spinner, by the way. Leg break is the toughest thing to do in cricket at an elite level. Nobody's ever been him. Even the great Richie Benoit. Shane Warne is greatest of all time. Let that sink in. Greatest ever since human beings lived at what he did. We should feel pain if you're a sports fan. If you don't care about sport, first of all, don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I am not going to give you anything intellectual to try and improve your life. I, I can't. I'm a meathead. So, But if you love sport and you cared, and listen, whether you loved him or hated him, in the end, you can't deny greatness. He's the greatest of all time. We'll never see another one. R.I.P. Shane Keith Warren. Poker commentary. And ultimately a champion. My favorite cricket of all time. Because I like a bit of that, by the way. I loved a bit of what Warnie was about. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a better term than bastard. He had a lot of bastard in him. Ultimately, all he wanted to do was win. Poker... Uh, even in the, you, you know, you listen to his commentary. He talks like a lad. He could be just having a pint down the down the way. Him and Kevin Peterson, some of the greatest commentary moments in the history of cricket. He revolutionized it. Absolutely uh, brilliant at, at at everything he did. Poker, he went on the world tour. A champion, the greatest of all time, Shane Keith Warren, 52 years old. Uh, the reports are still coming out. We'll see exactly what they say it is. They say heart attack is what's being reported at the moment, but we'll allow that to play itself out. Uh, for me, a tough one, a tough one. It, it, it does mean a lot to me. It, it punched me right in the gut sack because I love Shane Warne and I'm a big follower and a big fan. But ultimately, you have lost the greatest bowler of all time. All time. And that's not me saying it like Twitter fans. He's genuinely the greatest bowler of all time. Don't give me Mutamur Lederen. I like Lim McGrath. I like Dale Stane. They're not this. Intensity. And he break people mentally. And then the numbers as well. Three World Cups, 708 test wickets. And he's a kingpin in all of that. And I think to, to round it off, 
That ball of the century, Mike Gatting talks about it often. It's the greatest ball in Test cricket history. It, it's just, it's unplayable. And I couldn't think of a more appropriate person and a, and a more appropriate way to end the podcast. Shane Keith Horn, the ball of the century, uh, the player of all time, that Test cricketer, the bowler of all time, that Test cricketer. Greatness can't be ignored. Love him or hate him. He's the greatest. He's the GOAT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, I hope you have the weekend of your life. Remember, um, the Know Your Power podcast, you can get that on YouTube, uh, the MKT show. Uh, you can uh, subscribe there. We're still going to give away a thousand bucks, but you can go and um, watch Siabella Sonatla, myself, um, proudly brought to you by Amarok. Uh, if you are not from South Africa, Amarok is a what we call a double cab, a truck, a pickup truck, or a bucky if you're from South Africa. It's a lack of bucky. And uh, VW ourselves uh, brought Siabella Sonatla in some awesome convos, by the way. And what I loved about it, nobody told me what to say to him, and he he was like. Ask me or whatever. And he's got all of his mates there that, that keep it real. So go and check out the latest one of Murray Ingram. High performance guy. Uh, great psychologist. And, you, you know, it, Murray, you know what? Uh, sorry, pa- Paddy Upton. Paddy Upton's interesting because I didn't realize he was the first fitness trainer ever in cricket history. He was the, He was South Africa's first ever. I mean, he talks about some of the next level athletes who called him. As he was doing this. And it's really interesting. When you see who these guys are. That are dominating cricket now. You can see. Oh, okay. They sought him out. They sought him out. That's why they're the guys right now in cricket. I'm talking about guys that are were guys then and now. They said. Hey. What can I do? Where, where can I find that 1%? Paddy Upton. Siavelas Natla and myself. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube if you'd prefer. Otherwise you can catch it um, on Spotify. Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts, if you use an Android, by the way, is the best um, way to consume podcasts, but whatever. Otherwise, if you hate your life, go and uh, use Apple Podcasts, worst user experience in the history of mankind. But it's available there. It's available wherever you get your podcast. The MKT Show is also available on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Um, give us a rating, by the way. If you use Apple Podcasts, leave a rating. If you hate the show, just say hey, this is the worst show of all time. Just leave a comment and leave however many stars. You know, I mean, obviously it should be five. This show is unbelievable. Uh, you know, the way I analyze things. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm basically, basically, I'm the Larry King of sports talk. And, you know, that's easy for me to say because it's true. You know what I mean? All right, ladies and gentlemen, from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, for this week, we will wrap things up. Uh, next week, we move into March Madness. We'll keep you updated on what's to come. Uh, but for now, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show And for now, I am the Hal Are.